I don't really just let people go though. But, but I understand why some people would, especially if it's extremely toxic and abusive and harmful to your human. And maybe you fulfilled your karmic lesson together as well. Maybe it's not really toxic, but you just feel like, okay, it's time to let go of their hand and let them move on. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> Now let the magic begin. Hello, Jaima. Jaima Yomis. It is Raquel, and I am feeling so free and cleansed right now. Perhaps it's because I have been taking a social media detox for a bit, which I'm telling ya, if you have not ever tried this, whew, it is one of the most liberating feelings at times because every single day we're inundated with a variety of information and a lot of people's ideas and philosophies about life which is wonderful you know this is actually what i feel called to learn more about in this life is just a variety of perspectives and practice radical empathy to understand and complete compassion to understand where these other perspectives are coming from. However, sometimes, because it is 2021, it does feel like, you know, there's so many different perspectives. A lot are very polarizing. And sometimes we just need a moment to turn the phone off or, you know, keep it on airplane mode or do not disturb and just focus on what is lighting our soul. Now, I guess for some people, social media does light their soul. Perhaps that's something that you do for a living as well. So that might not apply. Maybe there's something else that you want to detox from or I guess cleanse from and liberate yourself so you don't hear so much information surrounding you so you can finally, it's almost, it feels like you're clearing your vessel so you can finally hear and feel yourself. I'm also on a road trip and for whatever reason that does make it easier. Minus the fact that Instagram has a way better camera. So sometimes when I want to take a picture, not going to lie, I want to open the app. And I did that a couple times just to take a picture. And then I was like, nope, nope. Got to stick with just the normal photo. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Instagram has a way better, whatever it is, filter, camera filter than just the normal camera. Am I, am I crazy? Or is this something that everybody else notices too? Anyway, thank you for listening to all the solos the past month. I'm doing a solo today in honor of the exclusive content that's coming out this week, which is it's going to be coming out March 4th. So keep an eye out for opting in on your podcast platform to listen to more therapeutic solos. They are so therapeutic for me, at least. I hope that they're as therapeutic for you as they are for me. I literally, along with social media detoxing, feel liberated as if I had cleared some shadows. Perhaps this, even in and of itself, is a form of shadow work that I didn't even realize. It's like, oh, wow, speaking a lot of what's going on and expressing it to the world instead of just just in my journal is so therapeutic like what i reached out i believe it was last week on instagram was it last week or was it this past week wow 
it's so wild how time just feels warped as well when you are on the road. <laughs> but I reached out on Instagram for topic suggestions for the solo podcast. And this will apply to exclusive and the non-exclusive because of course I'll still do some solos on occasion on the on the normal podcast so you don't have to feel like you have to opt in for exclusive content. It's $4 a month and yeah, I'll still be doing solos even on the non-exclusive, the normal podcast. So, you know, if you're like, yeah, $4, I, I kind of need, that's fine. Totally okay. Don't worry. I'm still doing solos on the norm too. But I did receive some suggestions. Well, here's one suggestion from Angela Fernandez. And wow. And she spells Angela with two N's. And Angela Fernandez suggested shadow work as a topic for the solo podcast. Absolutely, that's going to be a major focus. There are going to be more lighthearted episodes, of course. Like today, I'm going to just be answering a bunch of the questions that came in or elaborate a little bit on some topics. But I think that topics or ideas such as shadow work indeed deserve an entire episode, which I'll probably, now that I say it here, should put it on the normal non-exclusive podcast because that would be kind of rude of me. But I I do, I do intend to elaborate more on shadow work. We talk about it in bits and pieces on many different podcasts, but I do feel like this is one of the most important, to be honest, important quote-unquote spiritual topics, whether someone's a spiritualist or not, people would do themselves a great service if they explored it for their healing. On another note, I just listened to the five minutes I recorded and the acoustics. The acoustics are not the best, but bear with me. I hope that the messaging comes across and... I did move from the bed because I noticed the bed was a little distracting and squeaky, so hopefully that helps a tidbit. (laughs) And also, I have to mention before I forget that this episode is sponsored by Skillshare, Thrive Cosmetics, and Cloud Paper. All of the above are companies with goods and services that I highly, highly, highly recommend and more about them in the midst of the episode. You've probably heard of Skillshare at least. They've been a partner of Euromagic, a sponsor of Euromagic for quite a minute now. And then Thrive Cosmetics is my absolute favorite cosmetic company. Absolute favorite plus they support a wonderful cause. And then Cloud Paper is literally a godsend. I mean, what they're doing, okay, okay. Sorry to distract again, but my door just shut. Mm, Okay. Anyway, weird. Okay, so cloud paper is... I'm distracted. (laughs) All right, I took a pause again, but I want to finish on cloud paper. And I want to keep that in there as well, because it's always so interesting when, you know, otherworldly things happen in the midst of the podcast, which it it keeps happening. It keeps happening. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) so in what cool so I'm officially in a haunted spot no big deal but guess what we're gonna continue on 
because I've got a golden shield protecting me and I'm honestly not worried. Okay, so back to cloud paper. I'm very thankful to have them as a new sponsor as they are doing wonders for the world now as they're a bamboo toilet paper and surprisingly soft and sturdy. So something I highly recommend, especially for the discount and more info is also in the show notes. And of course, you'll hear more about each sponsor in the midst of the episode. And of course, I want to insert right here that the exclusive content will not have sponsors. Because in a sense, I mean, I'm thinking about it in a sense, you're the sponsor. Uh, so thank you for your contribution in that way as well. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be answering some of the just a short elaboration as short as I can possibly make it because we know we know I tend to ramble I'll have the intention I'll set the intention of answering each question for a minute or two and then two minutes turns into 15 so I'm really gonna try this time though to just you know concisely answer but I'm not gonna give it a time limit I also want to say that a lot of these topics are going to be wonderful for the solo podcast, both the exclusive and non-exclusive content. I don't know if I mentioned this. I believe I did, but we will do monthly Q&As answering members of the exclusive content questions, and I'm going to indeed make it a point to answer most everybody's question, even if the episode is like five hours long, just as a thank you in advance. It doesn't mean every single month will be like that, but in the beginning, in the beginning, the initial stages, I definitely want to make sure I answer your question as a thank you for contributing in that way. But in all honesty, again, even if you don't do the exclusive content, I want to thank you for just listening to the podcast because you taking the time and a lot of the podcasts are over an hour long, almost two hours, sometimes even rarely, but sometimes over two hours. So I want to thank you for your contribution in lending your ear because let's be honest, time is truly our most valuable currency. So that is another reason why I had to do a social media detox. I recognize for a little bit there, I was spending a little too much time and I'm like, ooh, what's off? Raquel, no, you gotta tap back in, tap back into you. And I'm telling you, I feel so liberated from doing that. And I'm more than happy to talk more and elaborate more on social media detoxing. Someone even asked about social media detoxing and social media addiction. Let's see, who was it? It was Amelia Rose. And so Amelia, I appreciate you asking for me to talk about this because it's definitely a specialty of mine. I've never really been addicted to social media, if I'm being honest. But then again, maybe loosely addicted because, like I just said, I re recognize that I was spending too much time. Keep in mind, though, too much time for me may not be too much time for you. That's very relative to your unique wiring. And so, or your wiring, more so just 
your lens at this current season of your life. And so I will indeed elaborate and do an entire episode on that. I think my next one is to detox from YouTube because even though I have been social media detoxing, you know, I could use a good YouTube detox. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Whenever I detox, it's not a form of punishment at all. It's simply to honor what my body is asking for and my heart and my mind knowing that it's only temporary so it's not something that I'm cutting off cold turkey but I do just get this strong feeling inside like okay it's time to either cut back which I do a lot or just detox it all together and just be present to really just honor what is around me and so if we see it as a form of punishment a that's not healthy for the mind the human and b you know we might end up rebelling against it and overcompensate for the time we missed during detoxing. So it's very healthy to have a, instead of seeing it as a form of punishment, just to shift the perspective into seeing it as this is a time where I am going to take time to be present and cut back a little bit on social media or completely detox from social media, not because I'm upset with it, not because I can't control myself when I'm on it, but simply because I just want to be more present in the world that's physically around me at this time. Okay, I think it's time for me to get into this episode and go through some topics and questions. And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with me and you. Okay, I am so cold right now. I realized that that door slam was probably just the heater that turned on and happened to move the door a tad bit. And if that's the case, wonderful. And if that's not the case, I don't sense any bad energy or negative spirits around. So if it is a ghost, it's probably chill. You know when you can... If you consider yourself clairsentient or claircognizant, you know, just the feeling or the knowing that there's a spirit around. Well, I do sense a slight presence, but I don't sense that it's something that is a negative entity or a bad energy. So I believe we are good to go. All right. Sweet Melissa, sweet underscore Melissa with three S's, says another high vibe ep. Yes, Melissa, this is going to be a high vibe ep, I believe, I hope, I feel. So the first one, Sundari underscore soul asks relationships and how to know when it's time to go slash how to identify if it's toxic. I love this topic idea. And like I said earlier, a lot of these could truly be an entire episode, an episode dedicated to these questions and topics. This is one I think would be a wonderful one to have on a solo, but also to have maybe a friend on for the non-exclusive podcast, just the normal podcast and talk about this. But back to Sundari's soul's question, relationships and how to know when it's time to let go slash how to identify if it's toxic. Mm. This one hits home. There have been several 
times in my life and I feel like this is something that happens for everybody. So these are questions that I'm going to ask you to help you identify if you feel as though this is a person to completely let go of and or identify if perhaps this person in your life does happen to be toxic and then I'll define it. Does this person make you feel as though you are less than them? Does this person throw out small little jabs that you might even just laugh at for a period of time, but something about it kind of kind of hurts, kind of takes a toll? Does this person make you feel sad? Does this person make you anxious? Does this person get you all fired up in a negative way? Does this person express any envy towards you? Does this person undermine you? Does this person make you feel isolated? Does this person deflect the reality and perhaps even point the finger at you? Perhaps even make you feel like you're always to blame? Does this person always express negativity or negative thoughts about the world around them, the world around you? Does this person like to argue frequently? <laughs> Does this person try to change you or shape you in a way that they see fit and not accept you as you are? Does something that you can't quite pinpoint just feel off about this person? Does this person make you cry and not a happy cry? Now, perhaps if you answered yes to any of those questions, maybe this person is considered toxic in your life. To me, a toxic relationship is simply when the humans don't really support each other and one might seek to show up as better than the other or bring a little bit of disharmony within the other person or to the relationship in general. And when there's too much conflict and disharmony that is harming or unsettling to the human, then perhaps it is toxic. But if the person just simply kind of annoys you or for whatever reason they don't know it, but you don't like them, you don't vibe with them, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily toxic. And you can set boundaries. You can set boundaries even around the toxic relationship because people do evolve, people do change, people do learn from their mistakes and their ways. And I always give people chances for whatever reason. I forgive so easily, which brings me a lot of harmony within. So I'm happy to easily forgive, even if it makes me, even if people perceive me as somebody that is too open or naive after being treated certain ways. No, no, people change, people evolve, people are human as well. And I feel as though it's okay to distance, it's okay to set boundaries. I don't really just let people go though. 
but but I understand why some people would, especially if it's extremely toxic and abusive and harmful to your human. And maybe you fulfilled your karmic lesson together as well. Maybe it's not really toxic, but you just feel like, okay, it's time to let go of their hand and let them move on. Peace and love. Peace and love. (laughs) So when to let go, I'm going to simply ask, bring this person to mind and bring this person to heart and here in the heart space or maybe you'll feel it in your gut ask is it okay for me to walk away for good and I'm going to also state if that was hard to hear what feeling do you get when I say you're going to walk away and you're no longer going to communicate with this person. What comes up for you when I say this? Perhaps if that feels a little off, maybe it's okay to just distance and set boundaries for a temporary period of time. Or if that felt right, well then there's your answer. (laughs) But don't forget that the other human is human and has a heart like you. And it's important to not bring trauma to others, I feel. And so if there's a way to do it with their human heart and mind, then wonderful. But if they have been hurting you, it's okay to also just be blunt. Because maybe you being blunt and honest about the way they've treated you will be a great learning experience for them. The most important thing is to honor the harmony within your human. So what brings you more harmony in the situation? And follow that. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake 
free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a lot story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Ooh, here is another social media question. Negativity on social media. Genuinely responding with love and light to the hard stuff. All right. Well, first of all, if you feel overwhelmed with the negative energy that you happen to see on your feed. Well, first of all, I mute whatever I feel like, you know, this is this is not serving me in some way, shape or form. I'm feeling off about this. So I'm just going to mute this person or unfollow if you feel okay with that. But my question to you is, do you have to respond? It's very rare when I feel like, okay, I have to say something about this because most things I recognize, they don't need to be part of my reality. In fact, there was something recently that I felt this very strong pull to talk about how I don't resonate with it at all. And I do feel like it's important to say something with love and light if it is really calling you like that did. However, I also recognize when it was time to just let the subject matter go and people are going to follow whatever path they want to follow and believe what they want to believe. As we see what we see, we believe what we believe and that's part of our reality. I also had this one question, quick little ramble to piggyback off of that. Maybe what they see is something that I genuinely, I don't see, but it could be true for them in their reality. And we might meet in the middle in this physical space, in this physical reality, we might meet and see each other physically, but in our own lens of perception, we are in paralleled realities. And so what they see in this universe might be true in their universe, but I'll tell you what, in my universe, it is not at all. (laughs) And in my universe, in my human sees it as dangerous, but now more so just silly. I am not as triggered by it. Again, I think I let go of a lot of shadows in my solos along with just recognizing and having the awareness, the bodily awareness and the heart awareness saying, okay, you said your piece, you made your piece, now it's time to let go. However, to really answer your question on genuinely responding with love and light to the hard stuff, of course, It's all going to be relative to the situation. So one way that I make sure not to react and instead respond, and I'm talking about when we react by our human mind and a fear or a scarcity mindset that leads us to say something harsh or say something that brings a lot of negative energy to the world, extra negative energy on top of the negative energy that might be shared on social media. What I do and I have to do before I post something is I take a pause. I ask my heart. I ask my heart how to respond to the situation. 
And then I kind of just let the words flow from my heart space versus my mind. If it's not easy to simply just, okay, I'm going to write from my heart space, because that's not something that's really easy to explain. You know, you could prep someone into speaking or sharing from their heart space by having them close their eyes and draw their awareness to their heart. So I can ask you to close your eyes and draw your awareness to your heart space and bring the situation to heart and now respond. And perhaps you will respond from your heart space. And that is the space of love. However, without some practice or without understanding how to speak from the heart versus the mind, the mind might sometimes intervene and make you believe that this is the way, this is what's true, and this is what needs to be said and done. Whereas the only agenda (laughs) from a heart space of love is a message that is genuine in its kindness. Responding with respect There we go. There it is. Responding with respect. Respecting that they're human and understanding that they have a completely different perspective and they've walked a completely different life and environment the way we've been nurtured. Along with our nature is what warps and shifts. I'm not going to say warps, but really does shape our lens of perception This is something we know, but it's nice to have it reiterated so we can open uh, our hearts to compassion, to understanding they're coming from someplace and perhaps the way they see it is honestly, in their opinion, they feel like they're doing good. Most people, even if we see it as negative, they might share something and they feel like they're doing good, even if from our lens of perception, it's not. And so we have to just recognize, okay. They have a completely unique wiring and also a completely different path that their soul wanted to experience in this human life. And do we need to respond in a spiteful or negative way for them to hear us? No. Respect that they're human and different. Though it can be hard. (laughs) Though sometimes it's like, this human doesn't deserve the respect. But that's also our mind. And trust me, I'm not immune to it as well. I have to check myself. I think it takes another level of awareness of an expanded consciousness to be aware of their perspective. It doesn't mean you have to be open to their perspective being correct. But we also do have to keep in mind, maybe ours is not entirely correct as well. But then again, maybe it is for our reality and they're in a different parallel reality. There's just so many possibilities in this one seemingly dimensional world when it's very multi-dimensional we're all multifaceted we all have different interests and different ideas of how reality is and everything I share is my lens of perception like everybody has a completely different unique lens of perception and we're not going to always agree and that is okay (laughs) but to respect them That's not easy, but that definitely takes an expanded level of consciousness. And I believe it allows you to be the most authentically you.
So I always stick to that golden rule. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. I know that's so simple and we learned that in first grade, but it's something that is so, so true. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. But if you can respond in a respectful manner or you can state the facts in a way that isn't condescending because no one's going to listen to you when you're condescending. For example, when we see political figures say something and trying to prove their perspective in a way that states facts, but they have this undertone of you're an idiot (laughs) or why don't you see it this way? Then we don't even want to listen unless of course it is something that agrees with our perspective. So let's say, First of all, if it's something that's negative, I would just ignore it. But if you feel like you really have to respond, but let's say you were in their shoes and someone was responding to you because you put out something negative, what would make you listen and what would make you not listen? And perhaps you would listen to someone who was respecting you and your human and your opinion and your different perspective. And you would listen, doesn't mean you have to agree, but you would listen Versus if someone was lashing out at you or trying to disprove whatever you're saying by shouting and yelling and saying it in a spiteful way, you probably wouldn't listen and you might just want to argue back or completely ignore them as well. So it's about respecting people. It's about understanding their perspective is different and that that's okay, but you have a different perspective and a different lens. And my friends and I... I actually only have a couple friends that might not see my perspective politically, but we still share all the love and care deeply about our friendships. And that's all that matters. And social media, if you don't know them, why even bother? There's a lot of negativity out there. And if they're not somebody that's in my life, a friend or somebody I care about, then I just don't even care to respond. I just live and let live. So in sum, A, is this even worth responding to? Is this something that you can mute or completely ignore if it's negative, so negative that it really takes a toll on you? And B, if you do have to respond, remember respect. That love and light part, when it comes to just responding to someone with love and light, it's about respecting, respecting their human. And it's okay with standing your ground. And if they are attacking you back, then it's probably best the most love and light thing to do is to ignore them (laughs) and let them go what creative endeavor have you been rather curious about or what creative skill do you want to enhance a bit well most people offer specialized courses that are rather pricey these days that's one of the reasons why i value and honor our longtime sponsor skillshare for not only offering our listeners a free trial at skillshare.com slash your own magic but also for offering a plethora of brilliant classes on a variety of creative subjects to help us test out or fully dive into the waters of the creative outlet that is lighting us up and so thank you skillshare for sponsoring this episode and skillshare if you're not aware already is an online learning community offering thousands of classes on creative topics including illustration design photography video freelance and more and members get unlimited access to all of the classes 
with hands-on projects and feedback from a community of millions. And it's nice to know that most classes are under 60 minutes with short lessons to fit any schedule. Very nice to know. And Skillshare is also affordable, especially when compared to, like I said, pricey courses these days or in-person classes and workshops if there are any open these days. But an annual subscription is less than $10 a month and you have access to all of the classes at any moment. I believe I've mentioned this before, but Jerome Vogel's digital illustration class has been a heaven send where I've been able to learn how to use Procreate better because my dream is to be able to create some beautiful goddessy art and express my soul through digital art. It's always been a dream, a desire of mine, and I've finally been making it happen using my iPad for Procreate and Skillshare's class. And a couple more classes I want to recommend are The Art of the Story, Creating Visual Narratives by Debbie Millman, and a YouTuber's class, a YouTuber whose work I love. His name is Nathaniel Drew, and he has some classes on Skillshare like Creativity Unleashed, Discover, Hone, and Share Your Voice Online. Brilliant, all very valuable. Of course, there's also business class recommendations as well, some from Guy Kawasaki, The Art of the Start, turning ideas into high growth business. I don't want to bombard you with too many class suggestions, but all of this to say is that Skillshare has a variety of options for you with amazing teachers who are doing powerful work in their respected field. So if you're feeling called, explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash your own magic and get a free trial of premium membership. That's skillshare.com slash your own magic, one word, no spaces, no dashes, skillshare.com slash your own magic for a free trial of premium membership. And of course, all that information is in the show notes for you. I hope you enjoy the creative exploration. Now on with the show. I told you, I told you I have a hard time answering things very short and concise because I always feel as though there is a need to elaborate on certain points because, you know, I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about it, so I'm not apologizing. But, of course, I could truly dedicate an entire episode to all of these questions and topics so far, which I've only answered two. So hopefully I can get to a few more. And all of them, I still love... I'd still love to just dedicate an entire solo to many of these. <laughs> Blizzard Lizard Wizard asks both mushroom healing journey and nature healing. So I've only done mushrooms twice and I do intend to one day find the perfect spot to just allow myself to do many days of microdosing because I've heard wonderful things about it, but I also have felt so powerful in just my own healing without anything, but I do see so much, so much value in mushrooms, especially if you have PTSD or very severe, severe depression. I, as many of you know, I've had depression, experienced the humanism of depression for since I was, ooh, no, I would say late elementary school. Definitely late elementary school is when it first hit. Then there was a period of time when I was very liberated from it. 
But of course, it came back because the shadow's within me. And honestly, I don't feel hindered by it. I actually don't even really know if I have it, which I know that's super weird to say. I have signs of it, but I'm happy. What a paradox, right? What a paradox. And I don't feel like I'm debilitated by this for life or a victim to it because I've shifted my perspective and I've worked on myself and I've found compassion for my human and my soul wanting to have this human experience, which I'm very grateful for. So that way I can release all the traumas from this life and past life. I think that what comes up for me are traumas that I'm just simply still releasing. It takes time. Do I think that it's a never ending thing? Perhaps, I don't know, I'm only 30. That's still so young. I felt my most liberated right before this podcast started and the very beginning stages of this podcast, I thought I healed my depression. I thought I healed all of these different things, hereditary things that I grew up having. And then come to find, no, it was just a moment. Maybe I spiritually bypassed some of it as well. But it's still there. It's still lingering. And that's one of the other reasons why I took a 17-month social media detox was to really explore that. And again, like I said, I feel happy. I feel liberated. Though I know there are other symptoms that I experience still with it, but I don't feel as though it's so severe. And I know that this is a ancestral wound that I am healing as I know my grandma... On my dad's side, my dad's mom had it very severely and she took her life and my dad's side of the family has it pretty bad. My mom's side is pretty good. They, I, I'm dealing with other ancestral wounds with my mom's side that I don't need to talk about because that's personal. I'll, I'll probably bring it up and it will likely be in the exclusive content if anything because it's not something that I want just everybody to hear, but... Uh, the ancestral wound that I'm healing without mushrooms at this time, it doesn't mean that it's not gonna, I'm not gonna ever try it out because again, I love to dip my toe into a lot of things and that's the whole purpose of this podcast as well. I'm just, I too am a soul seeker, a soul explorer and I hope that me sharing my healings and my shadows or whatever I go through helps heals you in some way, shape or form. In fact, There's a piece of me that also wants to be a psychologist because I'm very interested in the way humans are wired. I think it does also stem from my experience and also learning recently. I wonder how it heals ADHD because, well, first let me preface this by saying, I know that some people don't believe in diagnosis or mental health disorders. That's fine. That's your perception. My lens is that I think it's great for the human to be aware of the humanisms and what other humans have experienced to have a framework so we can see, okay, how has this person healed this or how has it not helped this person? And we can navigate for ourselves well with some help as well, figure out the best lane for us and our humanisms and our healing and see it as our own strength versus a weakness and not be victimized by it. It's easier to feel like a victim to your circumstance if you're not aware of whatever the mental wiring might be. And some people have a problem with the word disorder. That's fine. Then struggle or challenge, 
whatever word you would like to replace it with, feel free. But this is just what I'm sharing. It's not something to demonize, I think. I think it's something that our soul just wanted to experience in this human life. And there are going to be several gifts that bloom from this, especially when you know and you don't deny it. And I don't think society needs to even demonize or place these boundaries and barriers around it like they do, but they do. And you yourself are able to break those boundaries and barriers. I truly believe we all have that power within us. And perhaps people that don't have it or never had mental health struggles, they might just not be aware that it's a thing. It's a thing that humans, some humans, experience. <laughs> and so do I feel like I am a victim to this? No, not at all. I found out recently that I have and have had since I was a child, and this is what was my biggest challenge as a child, was ADHD. <laughs> In school, they thought that, you know, I was just special or I just didn't care because I, I daydreamed. I would not pay attention in class. My mind would not allow me almost, it felt like, to just pay attention in class. I would just be in my own world. And so I didn't do super well on tests, but then when teachers worked on me one-on-one, -on -one, they realized that I'm very smart. And so they, it was, it was confusing, but they didn't have a word for it. For females, it shows up differently. Apparently males, they're super hyper. I'm not a psychologist, obviously, so I am not completely 100% on point with this, but I always wondered why I was the kid in the class that couldn't focus, couldn't pay attention. And yeah, ADHD. And I forced myself later on so I could get good grades, so I can go to my dream school, which was either UCLA or USC. And I ended up going to USC. And even in USC, even in college, it's funny. I didn't even have a spiritual practice yet, but I realized that I had my own inner mantra to make sure I continue to pay attention, which was pay attention, pay attention. And when I noticed my mind would drift away, I would notice that I drift away and I would have to consciously for the remainder of my time in school to pay attention. And I think after I took up the spiritual practices of meditation, I am more able to focus and deep listen and have deep conversations with humans. And so to be honest, this podcast has been just such a joy for me because I really have seen that I am, when I hyper-focus, I am able to deeply listen and pay attention with a long-form conversation. So that is an amazing revelation I've had. I fell in love with spirituality as their tools. The spiritual tool belt has helped me, my human, in this society that tends to function in a certain way that doesn't necessarily work for me. And whatever your circumstance might be, there's probably another reason why you gravitate towards spirituality as well. Perhaps it helps your human or you're simply just interested in whatever is beyond the physical or interested in another way, another path, another means of connecting with God, source, the universe. 
Anyway, back to the mushroom healing journey. I don't have a mushroom healing journey, but that doesn't mean I won't have one in the future. And it would be cool to have an expert mushroom person on here. Maybe I'll have my friend Claire, Claire Michelle, come on and talk about that sometime. I know that Jordan does, and Jordan is going to be on here soon. Or just someone that, you know, I'm not close friends with that have had experiences like that. The two friends, I don't want to call them out in case it's personal, but the two friends that I did do mushrooms with, we now have that bond and those stories for life. And yeah, they're two people that are some of my favorite people. You also asked for nature healing. Okay, so this, this has been my drug, my medicine, my healing when I do feel the, I'm shaking all of a sudden, but when I do feel the, the wave of numbness or interesting kind of sadness not sadness like you lost someone or broke up but if you've had if you've experienced depression you know what I'm talking about and you received that wave seriously for me I've learned not only not only traveling is one big one like I'm feeling so good right now being on the road and just not staying stagnant in one spot but also nature for whatever reason it's almost as though nature has her own magic of sending me the vibes that neutralizes my feelings, whatever I'm experiencing, so I can feel more tapped into my soul and I feel lighter and brighter. And (laughs) even if it's just an ounce happier, a little happier. I learned that this was the case when I was experiencing extreme sadness. And I couldn't understand what was going on. So I kept finding myself running to the forest. And every time I ran to the forest, I received a little more clarity about what was. And from there, I I literally became a literal tree hugger. And learned that, you know, nature really does speak to you and allows you to open up to, (laughs) to God, to source. It's like nature's... The church you walk into and you automatically feel God's arms or your angel's arms wrapped around you. Or you just feel it. You just are blessed with a beautiful scene, a beautiful view that, you know, takes your breath away for a moment. And that beautiful scene, that beautiful view allows all the thoughts and worries to float away and regrounds you back into what's true and what matters in this world. So I love nature and I think that nature is the most beautiful, powerful drug. And, you know, mushroom is a part of nature. So who knows? Maybe I will. I do intend to one day microdose. I do. I don't know. I don't have access to it (laughs) because I don't really talk to anybody except for a few people that are not near me. So yeah, who knows? (laughs) Maybe I need to go to Oregon now that it's decriminalized there or something. <laughs> anyway, I'd love to do an entire episode on nature and nature healing. So I love this suggestion. Oh man, there's so many good ones that I want to save for another solo. And it can be a non-exclusive solo as well. Because again, I don't want to make you feel like, okay, I have to pay $4. That's truly if you just feel called. But yeah, I love these other ones. For example, Fly Away Fifi. Energy around eating, how to support a partner who has a challenging relationship with food. Thank you for asking this. And again, another topic that deserves 
so much time and elaboration because it's a very sensitive subject. So this question might be a trigger warning. If you want to skip ahead because you feel like you're experiencing an eating disorder, that's okay. I'm actually surprisingly going to keep this one short because it does deserve a in-depth me taking my time and not just responding as I scroll through the questions right now response. But I do have something to just share really fast especially as someone who had an eating disorder or a disordered way of eating for about a decade, a little over a decade even, from bulimia to binge eating to an unhealthy way of orthorexia, even though I was only eating healthy foods, the intention behind it wasn't to eat high vibrational or for a more spiritual connection or other reasons people choose certain healthy foods these days. No, it was instead to look a certain way. And so that I just knew I could feel that my reasoning for it was not a high vibrational thing. And I think that that is something for people to find on their own or seek for themselves. You know, if it's holding you back, if it's stopping you from socializing or being your most authentic self, then you know, you know. Now, when you're the partner that's witnessing this, I don't know if you've had talks with your partner about it, And I know that there are way more helpful resources and perhaps even dietitians or psychologists that specialize in this area. And so, of course, I would recommend seeking that information and finding what resonates with you. But I do want to share from my personal experience what I personally did appreciate and did not appreciate. So maybe I'll start with the latter did not appreciate, which when people would shame me for it or shame my shame my eating habits, shame my body, tell me to eat something, incorporate something like, oh, you need meat or tell me that I was not on the right diet, whatever it was, when they would shame me for that, it only made matters more severe And also I would harbor resentment for them. Though I don't blame them and I know that they meant well. And of course, I take full responsibility for what happened in my life at that time. So I don't, I don't blame them, but I still couldn't help but hold my human. My human at that time was holding resentment. So I highly recommend no shaming at all. Even if it was a subtle shame, you know, even if it felt like it was a little gaslighty. I could sense it and I did not appreciate that. But what I did appreciate was people just sending their love without calling me out on it. Like my parents educated themselves on the matter so that they could better understand what I was struggling with. So they were wise and cautious and careful with how they approached me because it's a silent disorder, a silent disease that brings dis-ease in the heart, in the body, and in the mind. And... I struggled behind closed doors, so I would make sure that I was always, every meal I would eat alone. I didn't want to be around people. So even if I wasn't eating it, even if I wasn't binging it or going to throw it up, I just, every single meal, I didn't want to ever eat with people. So it became very clear. It became very obvious. And so simply asking and just questioning, not asking in a condescending way or asking in a way like, you already have an expectation of the response, but they were genuine in their approach to just ask how I was doing 
and telling me that they love me and that they're here to support me no matter what without inferring that it's clear you have an eating disorder. And somehow that allowed me to open up and cry and see it and let them know because I could see that they genuinely have this unconditional love and compassion for me, I was able to finally open up to them. And I think that opening the space for me to approach them was really healing in and of itself. So when you open up the space for them to come to you about it, and it's going to take time, no expectations with the timeliness, but opening up the space and saying, I love and support you no matter what. And then when they do open up to just listen and not respond and not give advice, just simply just listen, that is the first step. So I didn't want people to come at me or shame me or tell me what to do. I just wanted someone that would listen. And then of course, simply just the support, just the supporting the partner during that time and telling them that you're going to be there for their recovery. And I highly recommend maybe if he's ready or she seeing a professional. But the one thing is to not do is to change them or shame them. Thank you for asking that, Fifi. And I hope that helped you in some way. And I hope that helped whoever else is listening and needed that message as well. Ooh, I love, I love this. I love this from Shelby Brown underscore. Also, why do I even add the underscores? You know, at least it, it gives, it gives the Instagram shout out. So Shelby Brown with two N's underscore, not allowing the hectic earth and programming of society to drive you insane. <laughs> I love talking about this because I'm recognizing something that... Of course, of course, society has programmed us to see the world in their eyes through their lens, though we also simultaneously, when we branch off from that tree, we still create our own realities and have our own lenses. But I want to bring awareness to something. Be careful to not fall in the trap of spiritual programming. (laughs) Now, some people might be thinking, what on, what on earth am I talking about? But humans want you to see the way they see reality. Most humans. And if you don't, there might be a bit of judgment. And they might get creative and clever in their ways of making you feel or painting you in a way that makes others believe you're that way because you don't see eye to eye with them. So I stay far away now from anything that is deeming or blaming society or blaming anybody because I am aware of the spiritual programming that's happening. And I put spirituality in quotes because it's far from the truth of what spirituality is. And it's okay to unprogram from society from the ways that it doesn't resonate. For example, as a girl growing up, like I talked about with ADHD, You know, the way school worked wasn't necessarily what was best for me. Though, I'm not going to lie, it was a beautiful life lesson and I'm sure that's exactly what my soul wanted to explore. Though I too like to escape the matrix and, you know, social media detox or I don't really pay attention to the news because there's something about, there's, I I don't like hearing bad news all the time. (laughs) So... I, that's just a personal choice. However, I also am not pointing any fingers at society anymore because collectively as one, humans created this society and it served its purpose at 
it's time and now we're shifting and we're progressive and shifting in those ways. Some people are still trying to hold the fort, wanting to stay rooted in the way humans have been and others want to continue progressing to move humanity in another direction. And neither is really bad or good. It's just what is happening and that's why there's so much tension in society. But then now we're even seeing and witnessing polarizing perspectives in the spiritual community and it made me realize that there's spiritual programming as well. And I literally just came up with this term just now reading your comments. So thank you for that. But it you just helped me come up with a terminology for what I've been witnessing. And perhaps this is happening for a reason to remove some of our blind spots, bring us closer to truth, to heart, to source. As long as your programming, because we're all programmed, so as long as your programming brings you peace and a sense of purpose, of course, and you don't feel alone or isolated, you feel connected to source, to your guides, to your soul, to other friends and family, <laughs> Not even if you don't agree with your friends and family, because you know I have a couple friends that I don't really agree with politically, or I, my, my family doesn't see the world like I do, and all of that's fine, but as long as you have peace and contentment within your heart, then beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, you know, again, the universe wants to experience a full spectrum of human experiences. So just because you are awakening to another level of spirituality and stepping into something beyond the physical, get a bird's eye view and remember in the grand scheme of things, we're all in this together and even if someone's not on a quote-unquote spiritual path or journey or awakening, they're still just as spiritual as you. They've got a soul. They have their programming. If that brings them joy, amazing. For example, I have cousins. Mormonism brings them joy, though, and it didn't bring me joy, so I left. Spirituality brings me joy. No one, we're all programmed. So whatever brings your heart joy and love and light and life, I think that that programming is beautiful. I think it's possible to unprogram from societal programs. <laughs> if there are things that drive you insane, well, that's definitely something else to look at. But what if your insanity is actually more sane than what they deem as sanity? Something to think about, something to think about. But yeah, I hope that however you're programmed, it's bringing you joy and ease and peace. That's all. And, and you're connected with all that is. You don't have a nihilistic perspective of the world. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. I want you to feel like your life has meaning because it does. I got quite a bit of anxiety. Not, I, I don't have anxiety right now. I'm saying I have a quite a bit of questions and topic suggestions that are suggesting anxiety. Traveling looks like a big one. Writing, okay. Growing spiritually. <laughs> Podcasting, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I, who knows, maybe I'll do, if it's in high demand, should I do a solo on the exclusive content on all the steps, all my advice, all my podcasting advice? Yeah, I would love to do that. But if it's in demand, because I know that a lot of people just like the soulful stuff. But I'm happy to, to do to do business advice, especially for anybody else who, yeah, might have my similar mentality and mindset. <laughs> I'm excited to explore further with you. I think I will answer one more. And this is from my girl, Karina. When you lose faith in spirituality. Whew. I'm going to draw this back a moment to what 
how I answered the last question with the not going insane with the programming of society, society, I noticed that there's a reprogramming of spirituality. And it's, for some people, it feels distant from source, from love, from God, from universe, from truth. And since it's glamorized a certain way, romanticized a certain way, or you have to live to certain standards that perhaps the human and the soul may not care to, then we might lose touch or might lose our faith in spirituality. Spirituality is not a picture-perfect image. There's no standard you need to live by in order to be more spiritual than your neighbor. In fact, everybody's spiritual. Everybody is a spiritual being just having a human experience. And even those that are, quote-unquote, what people might label sleepy, I don't really like that term, but what people might label as not awake or not aware they too are still just as spiritual it's innate in us it's our birthright and we all have our our soul that lives within us and that in and of itself is the whole purpose of spirituality is remembering that connection to source to soul god universe whatever you want to label it but that remembering that connection no matter what programming of spirituality and society is being shouted at the hilltops none of that matters what matters is your connection with source with soul with love like i said i i gravitated towards spirituality because of the healing tools it provided my human not because of the painted perfect picture that might be shared on Instagram, which I have to admit, I've contributed to that narrative a bit, so I I will take responsibility there. However, if for whatever reason, what people are sharing about spirituality with the infographics or how to expand your awareness, your consciousness, the great awakening, the all of this glamorized rhetoric of spirituality, if for whatever reason you feel disconnected with that, maybe your soul is guiding you to tune into something else, something more, something deeper, something new that resonates with you (laughs) and something that will detour your human to walk towards the path that your soul intended for your human to experience and brings you your human peace and connection with (laughs) with source, with love, with oneness. And I think that when it's overpainted and overglamorized, it loses touch, it loses a sense of what's true. It's nothing that is conspiratorial. It's nothing that is political. (laughs) The only truth about, and I think that that's why a lot of people are running from spiritual community. And I ask you to not. I ask you to, you don't have to listen to anyone. You don't have to immerse yourself in a bunch of spiritual content if they are not sharing things that resonate with you because that's something that resonates with them and their soul but perhaps because the universe wants to experience a full spectrum of experiences like I shared in the last podcast the last solo because of this your human may too and your human's going to go through a variety of different phases and so maybe what the spiritual content that's being shared might not resonate, but 
that's okay because maybe your soul wants you to explore something else. And I think that that is more than okay. So when you feel as though you've totally lost your faith in spirituality, a more nihilistic perspective, I ask you to just pray, to pray without expectation, but just to pray for a little sign or a little glimpse of hope and love in your heart. And hopefully something beautiful, if you listen and you keep your eyes open and you keep your mind open to it, something beautiful will show you that you're not alone and that your existence is not meaningless and that you can carve your own path no matter what anybody else's rhetoric of spirituality is. And also keep in mind that this could be a season for a reason and the contrast is showing up for you so you can truly see the light in a more expanded way. Your soul loves you so much. So I hope, Karina, that helps and I hope that helps for anybody else that feels like they have to live to a certain standard or they're not resonating with a lot of spiritual teachings these days. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I think that humans were just being human and want to continue to expand and explore other potential metaphysical and spiritual ideas and ideologies, and that's fine. But the whole entire fundamental truth of spirituality is the connection with all that is, <laughs> with all that matters. So I hope that that helps you, Karina, and anybody else. And... With that being said, I think that that is a good note to leave off. I was going to do tarot cards, but I didn't bring my tarot with me on the road. I feel naked. What the hell? Why did I not bring my tarot? <laughs> so, you know, I'll do it for the solos, the next solos. I hope to energetically see you and feel you this Thursday for the exclusive content. Feel free to opt in. Hopefully there's an option up for you, available for you right now on your podcasting platform. It's $4 a month. And I may, in time, depending on how it goes, end up doing a yearly if it's something that I'm going to commit to like I have to this podcast. So for now, though, it's going to be just $4 a month. And then, you know, I'll make it a cheaper yearly fee if it's something that I love and want to continue. Yeah, the non-exclusive will only remain in the non-exclusive. So I hope that you, if you feel called to tune in and I appreciate your support for the podcast and even if you don't, I appreciate you lending your ear and gifting me your beautiful, valuable asset and currency of time. <laughs> so the light in me honors the light in you. I hope you have a magical rest of your week. Aho. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right. Well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 